And we're live. Um, my name is Kai Wada Roth, and I am the community and office coordinator here at Tides. I've been here for a year and a half, and I am half Japanese and I am half uh, Scottish, uh, Welsh, Kansas. So my my great grandfather was from Scotland. My great grandmother was from Wales, and then they moved to uh, the charming little state of Kansas. And I am here with my Tidester colleague. Dun, 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 dun. I'm Paula Kim. Um, I'm a philanthropic advisor in the client services department. And I am half Colombian, half Korean. Um, and I thought, just to start this off, um, I thought it'd be pretty interesting for people to hear. Um, obviously, you know, we, we were born and, and raised in two different worlds um, from our family, from two different sides of our family. But I thought it'd be interesting for us to share the stories on how our parents met. So Paula, if you want to tell your story first. Sure. Um, well, my dad grew up in Hawaii. Um, he moved to the U.S. when he was about three or four. Um, he's of Korean descent, but he was born in Japan. And after grad school, he was backpacking around South America, and he met my uncle on the plane who was in the Colombian military at the time. And he said, you should meet my sister, who for some reason from the age of 13 had it in her head that she had to marry a Japanese man to have beautiful and smart children. Now, my dad, is Korean, but he was born in Japan. So my mom thought that was close enough. And shortly thereafter, they were married in Colombia. And my dad brought my mom to the US. And I was born and raised in Santa Monica. That's, that's awesome. Um, my, <laughs> my parents a little, little similar, they met. Um, my dad was on leave from the military. Uh, in the early 70s, and he went to go to England, and he was uh, taking a train to go to the port to take the boat over to France. And my mom um, was uh, on vacation to go visit my uncle in Germany. And so she too was in England visiting another relative before um, and on the same train with my dad. And my dad carried her luggage, uh, dis uh, introduced himself and carried her luggage onto the boat. And um, they had like, I think, a one week um, romance um, in <laughs> France. And then um, two weeks later, she went to visit him when he was living in Massachusetts. And uh, he proposed after one week. And, uh, and that was 49 years ago. Um, and it was pretty taboo at that time for um, anyone really in my dad's side of the family. They were all against the marriage. They had never even met, you know, really anyone of Asian descent uh, in this small little town of Kansas. And my aunt, my grandmother, my grandfather, everyone was trying to talk my dad out of it. And my grandparents on my mom's side were trying to talk my mom out of it. And uh, And they said... You know, we're we're in love, and we're just going to go for it. And so, they just um, persisted right through it. And I'm glad they did because I came around a few years later. So, <laughs> that's a good story. Um, okay, so let's see here. Here's a good one. Um, 
assuming that one of us speaks the language uh, that, that, that they think that people assume that we're from. And this is something um, I think you, you had some great examples of this. So I'll, I'll let you go first. I did. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. I think for me, it's more people assume I don't know Spanish. Um, so everyone um, asks me to prove it. Whereas I could be sitting next to a friend who, you know, is Latina, completely Latina and looks Latina and they don't ask her at all. And her Spanish, she probably, she could not even speak any Spanish. So it's um, a little bit of a, it throws people off. Um, I don't speak any Korean because my dad grew up in, in Hawaii and his Korean is mediocre at best. <laughs> Um, but on languages, I actually, uh, grew up going to a French school in LA, in West LA, and I also attended fifth grade in Columbia. So I grew up around my, mainly French and Spanish, actually, um, and, and English, of course, because of my dad. <clears throat> um, yeah, so languages has, have always come naturally to me. I also studied abroad in Italy and learned Italian. I've, I've studied Portuguese. Um, and I also studied Japanese in college for many years, at least three years, and studied abroad in Tokyo. So, um, yeah, that's my story on languages. How about you, Kai? Oh, wow. Um, well, I, I, I had a hard time trying to learn Japanese as a kid because since my mother was had to move because of World War II, that generation, you know, with my grandparents, they really wanted to raise their kids being as Americanized and only speaking English as possible because uh, they wanted all their children to be, you know, kind of super patriotic. And so my mother, other than talking with family, didn't really raise me learning Japanese. Um, I just learned, obviously, like the keywords and, and such um, just from family reunions. Um, but we never had to really use it. I, I never got the chance to use it growing up. And my mom was always kind of reluctant to teach me. Um, so growing up all over California, I think that my secondary language was always Spanish. Um, and when I go back to Japan to visit my relatives, um, it's really funny because my, since my Japanese is so limited, I, I will default to Spanish every now and then if I know someone... <laughs> speak Spanish in Japan, which ironically happens quite often. Um, there's a huge Japanese population in Peru uh, that goes back and forth from Peru to Japan. So a lot of people um, can speak Japanese. In fact, in Peru is the only place I ever came across my doppelganger um, where I bumped into a guy and we looked exactly alike. Um, <laughs> but he was half Japanese and probably half Peruvian, but he, oh, wow. he, he didn't speak any English and my Spanish is is you know I see I see so um but yeah so that was it for me and it's really funny because I I don't really look Japanese when I kid I, when I was a kid I liked full Japanese but after I hit 12 I didn't and so I've been you know I've been in Egypt I've been in Chile and and all other countries where they thought I was from that country and people would speak to me in that language and I you know and I didn't speak that language except for when I go to Japan, they don't even believe that I'm even half Japanese, which is really funny. Oh, um, yeah. 
Uh, well, that kind of leads to a good one, uh, which is the next one is identity and and how I think um, you know being being sort of you know does your dad does he refer uh, to you as a Hapa at all? Being from you know since he was from Hawaii. No, never. <laughs> that, oh, it's, it's sort of a, a common phrase in Hawaii is people, yeah. people are called hapa, you know, which for those listening that that's kind of like meaning half or, you know, when you're kind of like a mixed, um, mixed plate sort of, 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 um, of cultures, you know, inherited. And um, that's a yeah. great point. Uh, yeah. For some reason, my family never called me that. Um, maybe because they just, you know, thought of me as part of their family and, you know, it's not about labels when you're, when it's family, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you bring up a great point. Um, what I've learned about identity is that it's more a, ref- a reflection of the other person than it is on me. Uh, it's, it's really not about me. So if somebody tells me, you know, oh, you look mixed you know, where, you know, where are your parents from or something like that, then I'm like, oh, you know, maybe you've, you know, been around different kinds of Asians or, you know, you've traveled around Asia. But if someone says, oh, you look, you just look Chinese to me, um, which is usually what happens in, uh, you know, for example, abroad um, or in the U.S., sometimes I'll just think, oh, I don't know if, they have a passport. <laughs> so I think it's more a reflection on them than me because I've gotten everything under the sun. I've even gotten Mexican. I've gotten several different things. So, um, so yeah, just that realization in around my 20s uh, made me realize that I don't need to take any of that personally. And I am who I am. And, yeah, it made me uh, less touchy, you know, when people ask me the question what are you which happened a lot growing up yeah yeah that, and that's such a weird question to have uh, to to hear you know like i mean i remember as a kid i'll never forget it i was probably 10 or nine years old third or third or fourth grade and i lived in a small logging town up north in northern california and uh, me and my mom were coming out of a, a chinese restaurant and a lady stopped my mom and she said, before you leave, can I, can I, you know, can I try to guess what you're, you know, uh, where you're from? And my mom was just like, what? And, and ladies started rattling off all these like, uh, you know, Asian countries. And my mom was just, oh, she, she got so mad and she was just like, what the hell does it matter what country I'm from? I'm a human being, you know? And she just didn't want to be a part of some weird guessing game. And the lady was totally baffled because she didn't know why my mom would be upset about it. You know, um, yeah, that reminds me of the scene in Minari <laughs> that we just saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, I think people, you know, it's just new to them, but it's not like you stop someone, you know, who's, I mean, I wouldn't imagine you someone stopping someone who's Caucasian and being like, Oh, let me guess. Are you Italian Swiss? Or, you know, Norwegian or you're, you know, like trying to guess someone's like um, backgrounds, you know. I yeah. Mean, uh, and it's really weird, too, because people, you know, being Asian, you can kind of, 
I, I don't know. I, maybe it's not even being Asian, but just being, but noticing, like, you know, for people who, um, I mean, even I have friends who they don't, uh, if someone's speaking uh, Chinese or Korean or Cambodian, or, you know, they, they can't tell the difference, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm blown away because I'm just like, well, you hear someone from France speaking and you hear someone from Germany speaking and you hear someone from Italy speaking, you can tell those differences and, and those, those countries are all right next to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like people's ears and what they want to record with their ears, keep in their brain, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and the question, what are you is a bit dehumanizing, right? Because my reaction growing up was always, uh, similar to your mom's, which is I'm human. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm a girl or, you know, well, why are you asking me that? Yeah. What does it matter? What does it matter? Um, it's so weird. Yeah. When, when I was a little kid, maybe like, well, not little, but when I was in junior high, um, I was always like the tallest kid. I was always the tallest kid in elementary school. I was always the tallest kid in uh, junior high. And so, um, whenever there was, um, a, like a bully or something, I always got pulled in to, to be the guy to scare off the bully, but I'll never forget like incidents, like an incident where someone was making fun of a kid cause he was Japanese and I, I mean, I just took that kid out and he had no idea why. And then, you know, I told him I was half Japanese, you know, and he didn't, he like questioned it, but it was just like. He, he shouldn't have to like, um, I don't know where I'm getting at this. I, I guess just p- people always want to try to assume, um, mm-hmm. they always want to assume and try to figure things out like and categorize people. Yes. It's really, it's really weird. I don't people know why. People get uncomfortable when they can't put you in a box right away. Yeah. that's And that's, that's how true. brains work, right? They they want to splice information and kind of put everything in its cozy little section, and that's how people feel comfortable in moving in the world. I guess so. Yeah, people feel more comfortable if it's all sort of sorted out, even if it's not sorted out, you know? Yeah, but I have a funny story about that that you reminded me of, because when I did attend fifth grade in Columbia... One of the things I remember is that every single recess, every single day, my little brother (laughs) would go out onto the playground and not having taken a single day of martial arts in his life would proceed to do all these punches and flying kicks and do this whole like karate, faux karate performance um, for all the kids on the playground. And... um, I would just, and they would just be watching in awe as if he knew what he was doing. And um, I would just stand in the corner, just like really embarrassed. But I think that, you know, exemplifies that identity question because we were obviously there with our Colombian family and going to school and living there. And my brother, knowing that he looks Asian, (laughs) just totally went with it. And in the US, you know, um, people also of Asian descent or Asian Americans kind of decide or anyone in this country kind of just decides what do they look like? What's their identity? Do they want to play off of it? You know, so it's a really interesting uh, dynamic there. 
Yeah, totally. That's hilarious with your brother. <laughs> um, he, here's a funny one. And this is someone brought this up recently, and I've been thinking about this. And it may be a generational thing that just goes down from like the 70s and, and the 60s uh, to now. But um, I'm curious, how do you, what do you feel about the words the Orient and Oriental? Yeah, I mean, I do kind of cringe when I hear it, actually. What does it make you feel? Like, does it? I just think it's old-fashioned because even, like, my Korean grandmother in Hawaii uses it. To say, like, someone's Oriental? Yeah, I just think it might seem just over, uh, out of fashion or out of touch, out of date, and maybe slightly offensive depending on the context and yeah some somebody says that then i just figure maybe they haven't caught up yet <laughs> yeah um i don't know i i have a I, i'm a sort of a mixed bag on that because i don't feel like i look very um asian as i used to as a kid um i have one friend and she's she's half japanese and she said that she likes that word because to her, it is kind of nostalgic of a kind of a time period where things were mysterious. And she likes that kind of mysterious aspect of that word, you know, and, you know, and if, if you look at like Oriental magic show or, you know, themes from the Orient, you know, it's kind of got like this like um, fantasy novel dreamy kind of name to it um but but it is like out of date you know but but it's really i was just thinking like yeah. how people um uh, are really like oh, it's, a, it's a really horrible word like someone some a friend of mine who's caucasian was just like that's such a horrible word and and i was just like oh i don't i don't know i mean it's old-fashioned but i don't really see it. it's like that horrible versus someone you know but i don't know i think it's different for for a few people yeah um, yeah, it's a little hard for me to hear, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone just said, you know, that Oriental person, then that would be like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, also to go back to your friend thinking it's mysterious. Uh, I mean, why is it mysterious? It's because, you know, Hollywood and U.S. culture, society made it kind of seem that way because they, you know, whatever tra traits or aspects of, what they knew about Asian people they wanted to emphasize. So I. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got that one. That's, that's uh, that, that question I'm always like intrigued about. I, I should ask my mom that too. She'd probably roll her eyes at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> food. Dun, 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 dun. And and I have in, in quotes bad food. Um, I think we're talking about food and comfort food and and the food from our families and trying to find good food when everyone's blown away by like you gotta try this restaurant it's so good and then we go there <laughs> and we're just like yeah that was like someone saying this burger's great and going to Denny's you know yeah because people ask me what the good Korean places are in san francisco and i just have to say i don't eat korean food up here 
if you if you had to go to a Korean restaurant, I, it's funny funny because I have a Korean friend who lives in the East Bay and he feels the same way. But um, what, is there is there a place that you love to go? Or or no, I don't have a go to place. Um, maybe maybe not love is the word, but a default when you need like you know you just need some comfort comfort food. No, it's usually actually delivery, and I just need a my Korean food fix. And I'll just order, you know, whatever is fastest or cheapest at that point. So I don't have a go-to spot. They're always a bit disappointing. <laughs> uh, but sometimes, you know, because Korean, good Korean food is so good. And I just want to taste some of the flavors. But growing up from, uh, being from LA and growing up with just the best Korean food and my Korean grandmother is just the best cook. I just uh, can't really eat Korean food too much in the Bay Area, to be honest. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, I, you just reminded me when I lived down, I live, used to live in um, Los Feliz. And so I would go down to visit my grandmother who lived near Wilshire Boulevard. And I would always swing by this one market and I'd always do it in the morning because I, I always remember my uncle saying, how could you eat that? And I'd go by this Korean market in the morning and I'd pick up those I don't know what are the name of the pickles. They're um, they're cucumbers. It's just, just all it is is cucumbers with like chili paste. And oh, it's, I know it's, what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what it's called though. Yeah, and um, anyways, the pickled cucumbers with chili paste, and oh my, I would just pick that up and I would have a cup of coffee and then I would eat that and then for breakfast. With coffee? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I'd have a cup of coffee. Interesting combination. I'd have a coffee at my grandma's and then I'd eat that. It was just so good. I don't know. Um, yeah. Korean like, food is the best part about being Korean for me, uh, hands down. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, as far as Japanese food goes, not so much here. Um, there's like I recently found a Japanese market that's down in, I think, San Mateo. It's a Japanese Hawaiian market. And they have more like, you know, Japanese comfort food. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you go to any restaurant in, in little um, little Japantown, it's just, you know, it's just like going to like 20 Denny's and trying to find something different on the menu. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It's tough. You know, some there's a mom and pop grocery store that makes a little bento boxes that I like, but they um, I think they're like they caught they charge like an arm and a leg. So I can't really go there as much as I'd like to go there. But I mean, um, when I go back to when I visit my family in Hawaii, then then i go you know then all the food is just amazing there japanese food because it's like mom and pop food it's not the stuff you're going to get at most places you know the the comfort meals Mm -hmm. so it's funny like people think you know mm, they think they're like the menus are so the japanese food is or a lot of restaurants i mean honestly the, the menus are just limited to what sells you know to people who come in. So it's not like you can get everything you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, Paula, you have any questions? Um, we could talk a little bit about how, um, you know, being biracial or half Asian has kind of played into our professional lives. Uh, I'll let you go first. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, kind of going back to what we said earlier um, with people being a little bit uncomfortable when they can't put you in a box right away. Uh, you know, that kind of makes interviews, it just adds an extra layer to interviewing. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, you know, what it would, how things would be different if I looked more Latina versus more Asian or, you know, just how being bi biracial and half Asian can kind of present itself uh, in terms of first impressions and then going into actually being in the job, um, you know, people's expectations, maybe sometimes they would expect me to, or assume that I'm more passive or submissive or quiet when, you know, if you really know me, you know, that's not really the case. So actually one time I had a job and the president and CEO, um, said I was acting too Japanese, whatever that means. So, Wow. Like you being too passive or, or how, how, how are they saying it? And what, what I manner? Don't know. It was a long time ago, but I remember I was handing him a file and he said something like, you know, you're acting a little Japanese right now or something like that. Huh. Or sometimes you act too Japanese or something. And yeah. At the time, I just, I didn't really, I think I said, you know, what does that mean? And he implied it, you know, meant something along the lines of being passive or quiet or something like that. And I just thought it was totally uncalled for, kind of came out of the blue. And, you know, I think looking back now, I can definitely say it was racist, but at the time I was mostly just confused. Yeah, um, that is that is confusing and weird. It's just weird for people to say that, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had any um, any cons for myself. Maybe the, the only con I ever had was growing up. I I always grew up going to Buddhist temples that were, you know. And being on like the um, basketball team, and I was like usually the only half Japanese guy on the basketball team with all these other Japanese guys, and I was always like a foot and a half taller than everybody. So I, had, <laughs> I don't know if they were really so happy that I that I was playing the basketball because <laughs> I was like deflecting everyone's shots and during high school. Um, but, uh, in high school, actually, oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. In high school, I actually ended up hanging out with the Korean crew because, you know, since I didn't, I guess, look Latina enough, I don't know. I did, I don't feel like they really accepted me. So, um, the Korean group took me in. And so that's actually how I learned so much about Korean food. I learned some Korean words. Um, learned about like I guess LA Korean culture, which is you know probably its own thing, and um, yeah. So that was sort of my high school experience. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day about I don't know if you're familiar with this um, Korean coffee shop that's in LA that it's shaped like it's a giant boat and it's Titanic themed. Have you ever been there? No, I've never seen that. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, it's just a giant, it's a giant boat 
uh, and the guy who owned it, uh, or the gal who owned it, whoever owns it, they were just obsessed with the movie The Titanic. And so it's like a Korean coffee shop inside of a giant Titanic boat, and everything inside has got like you know Titanic posters and stuff. I mean, interesting. Yeah, I don't even know if it's still there because that was like 15 years ago. But um, no, yeah. I never saw that. Yeah, huh. it, was, it was right near the one of the markets I used to go to. I remember karaoke was a thing. That was fun. And also standing around in parking lots a lot and deciding what to do next. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a, I think that's the LA thing in general because you have to drive so far. That's like the oh, after, yeah. after you get out of the bar, then you have to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my friends um, liked to talk about cars a lot. And, um, yeah, stand in parking lots, which might be an LA thing. <laughs> yeah, there's no parking lots. Um, well, in San Francisco, there's no room for them. Also, when you're a teenager, there's not much to do. It's true. Yeah. Except drive around, cruise around, as we said. That's Things funny. like that. <laughs> um, I think that's, I mean, that is all really that I, I have to really, um, you got anything else in the, in the, up, up your sleeve that you want to talk about? um no yeah i, I mean think of anything let's let's wrap it up with go eat some good korean food go eat some good colombian food go eat some good japanese food stay away from denny's <laughs> <laughs> sounds good this was a great chat thanks kai yeah thank you thanks everyone for listening okay take care uh-huh bye bye